Hello, and welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, uh, joined by co-host Sasha. How are we tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? I am inexplicably tired, despite sleeping very well. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty well as well. And welcome back, Ace. Yes. Who I thought had a haircut, and you just pulled your hair back. Yep. Been doing that a lot lately. Then, I, I uh, can't. It's all it's it's all gone. I've got like that much hair left. Yeah, my hair I think is the longest right now that it's ever been in my life. I'm just Although, like growing it out for whatever reason. I still don't know. I I uh, I did feel vindicated about my uh, beard post. Some people saw on Twitter where I'd bra- <laughs> like braided my beard. I just twisted two lines together. Because mm-hmm. you technically need three to braid, but I don't have enough length for that. So I did two, and it actually stayed. And that's why I took a picture. But anyways, um, so we're going to be talking about winter, snow, ice, all that kind of stuff, levels uh, for games today. Um, at least here on the northern hemisphere of the world, it is turning winter. Uh, in fact, we will not be recording next week because it'll be Christmas. So, <laughs> uh, Christmas lands right on our recording day. So, we are we're going to be talking about some of the best snow levels in games, uh, in our opinion, at least. Um, I don't think we really want to try to rank them. Are yours ranked? No. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um. Ooh. I have to bring something up today, too. I forgot. But I'll do it while I remember. Hopefully this doesn't pop up. All right. Yeah, it didn't. Good. Didn't pop up on the stream. Kill I have him. to tell you guys um, January's um, uh, dates, years for the. Oh, boy. Uh, I've been dying to hear. The the SmackDown 2.0. That's right. Yeah. First of the year. So I have a couple of ideas of who to bring on. Um, and Preach, uh, Preacher said he would be back on if he needed to as well. So mm-hmm. I don't think we have any uh, issues filling having someone fill in. Okay. Now, just don't open it up automatically where the stream... Oh, yep, you did. Stupid, stupid thing. My eyes! People saw it for a split second. All right. All right. So the years are... You ready to write these down? Oh, boy. 2003. An area in order. So, from oldest to newest. 2008... Which means by the second year, we are already looking potentially at achievements. Yeah. 2008's a good year. It's like a vintage wine. 2012. Oh. Oh, man. 2017. And then a really close one to that, we're going to do 2019. Okay. All right. Now, I have the questions through 2008 done. 
still have to do the other three years, the newer three years. But yeah, that's where we're at on that. So sometime in January, we're going to be doing that. Probably not two weeks from now. We're probably going to do it after that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because two weeks from now is going to be our game of the year discussion. So in that one, um, so I also do this with the bickering bucks guys and I'll, I'll run this by you. Cause they want to do this. They're, I don't know. They're really into a dishonorable mention for some reason. I don't, I don't, I don't know what came like, I don't, that's not my energy a lot of time, but they really want to dog on something for some reason. So <laughs> the format for that usually is our top five games in order. And we'll just round Robin between us and talk about them. But um, I do normally have us throw in an honorable mention, but they also want to do, like, Bickering Box wants to do a dishonorable mention. So if you want to do it like they did, uh, we would do, we'd count down 5-4, have the honorable mention, 3-2, the dishonorable mention, and then 1. Mm-hmm. Now... They were being crazy and trying to say five, four, three, two, one, honorable mention, dishonorable mention. And I'm like, no, I am not ending the show on the dishonorable mention. Right. It is not what's happening. You you build up, you build them, up to it. Tell them to watch Watch Mojo. That's how Doesn't you do it, your counts. Three, two, dishonorable mention, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't know what they were. They were so, they were so bent on that. And I was like, no, I am not ending (laughs) on the dishonorable mention. That is a hard no, hard veto. I will cut it and I will re-edit it and splice it in somewhere else if you make me do it. Because I am the one editing this shit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like, it will not happen. I guarantee it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Fair enough. So, so yeah, we're going to talk about our favorite games of the year two weeks because we don't have an episode next week. Um, but, like I said, today we're doing snow levels. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go in order to which I wrote them down slash reminded them. So I'm actually kind of be going, like, from, like, my favorite backwards almost because what came to mind first. Um, not really. I'm not really ranking them, but just, like, those are what came to memory quickly. Um, so who wants to lead off tonight? I can. Okay. All right. Hit us with your snow level. I will get one of the most obvious ones out of the way first. It mm-hmm. is Cliffhanger from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It is the one where sure. you start off the mission scaling the side of a uh, mountain or a cliffside to get to a... Uh, wintry what siberian base russia russian base okay but yeah <clears throat> so you uh you do a little bit of uh scaling with ice axes and stuff and of course you have one of those moments where you almost slip off and die and your partner rescues you at the last second uh yeah i mean typical action movie slash call of duty slash every single mountain climbing scene and anything ever yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then you've got the uh thermal thermal locator or heartbeat something dot locator Mm -hmm. that you have to use to be able to tell where people are along with watching out for uh ebbs and flows in the blizzard 
Okay. So, At least it sounds the, interesting. It's one of the more memorable missions, and then it ends with you going on a uh, snowmobile chase to escape. And then you uh, go off like a giant ass jump, and then uh, escape by a uh, ski snowmobiling right into the back of a uh, helicopter, a helmet chopper. Nice. Sounds like a James Bond thing, honestly. Yeah. Call of Duty, James Bond, epic, epic getaways. You know, same deal. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I never played Modern Warfare 2. That's the one I didn't play. Hmm. Don't they um, have don't they have a wintry one in that one too? Isn't that what you did. said it was? Water, no, Water it's Warfare 2. Or I meant 3, sorry. Didn't you say you oh. played 3? I have played 3. I have not played 2. Yeah. Oh boy. I forgot to turn off my messenger <clears throat> chat for that. Oh, well. People can see my friend Ricky talking about something. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So, which system did you play this on? Was this like... Uh, PS3 and then also on uh, either PS4 or PS5 because they did like a series of... Uh remasters so i played through the story again on either the four or the five also i can't wait to get the uh purple faceplate cover for my playstation 5 once that uh finally comes up for pre-order did you see that they announced those oh yeah i saw that it is that is like a lakers purple that is that looks cool i like it and then you can get your uh non-d-brand dark faceplate without uh you know having to worry about being sued i didn't realize those faceplates were detachable mm-hmm. yeah okay. don't you didn't realize that no i just set it up and made sure it worked and then it's been in the same spot since i've set it up the storage expansion dude i didn't expand the storage on my you're talking <laughs> about my ps5 right yeah, yeah, you should expand the yeah. storage. But I delete games when I'm done with them, usually. I've gotten a habit of that since the Wii U. <clears throat> the Wii U had such a small memory that I was just like, I, yeah. if I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Um, but which I really, <laughs> I really hope. Now I'm thinking about that because I did have that habit with the Wii U. Did I leave the Metroid Prime stuff on there? I thought I did. I hope I did. Because <laughs> else I couldn't get it. Because um, isn't that store closed? Like, I think so. Uh, or at least I think yeah. they removed the ability to use uh, credit and debit cards, so it's technically only uh, Nintendo money. I think. Yeah. If it's still open in any capacity. I mean, I own it under my <clears throat> Nintendo ID, which hasn't mm-hmm. changed, but I I don't. I don't know because they closed off a bunch of stores, Nintendo stores. And I don't, I don't yeah. know if the Wii U was included yet. Anyways, so Modern Warfare, t- I'm confused now. Was it two, two that that was on? Okay, two. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I had, did not play. All right. Yeah, I just never got. I didn't get in Call of Duty until Black Ops, and I was always just mostly a multiplayer player. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which Black Ops had a decent snow level, which isn't on my list. I'm yeah. hope I'm not spoiling anyone else. Okay, definitely oh, not think, me. I think what I was thinking of is technically, I guess I would maybe technically class it as a snow level because you rescue, if I remember correctly, you rescue Captain Price from like a gulag. That's in like a snowy, wintry area, I think. Yep. There's also the multiplayer <clears throat> map that's actually pretty decent, where you get to lay down on a snow plow as one of the sniper points. <laughs> I think I know what you're I talking like about. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a that was a fun map. Uh, I used to play hardcore deathmatch. Did you ever play that? That's the one where you have like no HUD and like a single bullet from any weapon kills you. It no, is I haven't. insane. Like, my friend got me into it at the time, and we played should, that together. You should get the remasters for the for the current consoles, and we can do some 1v1 or... Three, we still gotta do 3 Ultimate together, and we gotta do other other things together. Like, I gotta finish Back for Blood at some point. Like, I, mean, I, I, had I a, haven't. I had a good streak going of uh, three, you, 3 you this past week. Yeah, I know, but like... It was all, like I'd see it like on Twitter the day after, and I'm like, uh, "What?" But I'm not on Twitter at night. Like I'm usually playing something at night. So, mm-hmm. well, it's probably why. Tomorrow and Monday, I will probably be on because I have off on Sundays and Mondays. So, so I may have time after the kids are in bed. So, because I actually have them an extra day, I'm not taking them back till Monday. Gotcha. So, I won't. I won't be driving four hours tomorrow night like I usually <clears throat> would be. So Oof. that's delayed till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I think we um, just need to get you your own hyperspeed loop so that you can complete that trip quickly and get it over with. Goodness gracious, my life would have been so much better if teleportation was invented. Oh my gosh! Or let, like, let's just let's just get you your own helicopter license. And your own helicopter. No, so I'd know. go. I'd go bankrupt on the fuel alone. So as a joke, <laughs> no, no kidding. As a joke, um, the family business talked about getting like. Uh, so our company name is Innovative Functions, and mm-hmm. we had, uh, uh, like a joke of like, let's get the uh, emergency Innovative Functions helicopter so we could get to customers faster because sometimes we have customers <laughs> are like, two and three hours away, yeah. so like, that's a whole day. Um, right. And I think we lost Sasha. I don't know if we lost her at all, but like she is frozen. The lights are off. Like, yeah, there's Christmas uh, lights in the background. I wonder if uh, potentially power cut out then. Yeah. Because it kind of looks like she was confused. Yep. My power just went out. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Join oh. when you can, and we will clap you back in. Yeah, we were we were worried about that this week because, you know, we had the uh, winter winter storms that were going on because it was fucking sixty in December, so we had rain and thunderstorms, and then uh, for the rest of the week it was like thirty to 40, 40 mile an hour winds. Yeah, then, I understand. Uh, some of the houses in town got got. A, 
far worse because we just had like a couple small branches break off and like land on the roof and they didn't really cause any damage um on our local uh fire crime and rescue facebook page Mm -hmm. uh there is a there is a house that had a tree fall down and one of the branches just straight punched through the roof it was like it it looked almost like as if you know you had a cardboard box and just shoved a pencil through it it looked like that that's scary yeah, luckily it looked like it was only like a breezeway or like an entryway, so it didn't look like it was that bad. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> the power went out on my entire street, so I'm on my hotspot. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> that is some dedication, Zasha. I appreciate that. That is some dedication. Hey, you know, this is this is what we have hotspots for, right? I don't use it usually ever. So the night, so the night okay. is, is yours, dark and full uh, of cameras. Is your cameras. laptop still recording? My like, laptop. Did you lose any? My laptop is recording. I'm gonna turn okay. my. Uh, I don't know how long my power will last on the laptop, though. I'm gonna sure. turn my brightness down. I don't have a lot of faith <clears throat> in this, though. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Yeah. Well, we will do what we can. If you yeah. if it dies, I understand. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll I'll send you a rest in peace text when everything goes. <laughs> you just need a you just need wow. to get a power. You just need to get a power inverter that has a hand crank on it, so that you can just sustain. <laughs> wow! I didn't expect you to come back on the hotspot. Like you're like maybe I will try. It. Like it's fine if you don't. But like okay, cool. We'll see. All right, how about let me talk about like two of my games so that when mm-hmm. I inevitably lose my power, you guys can can carry on without me. Yeah? Sure, sure. yeah. Let's All do right. that. All right, I'm so sorry that this is going on like worst time hey, ever. It's out of, out of your control. Not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so the first one I have is from Crash Team Racing and it was oh, one of the okay. Grand Prix's that when the game first launched, um, they were doing like monthly or quarterly kind of Grand Prix. And the one mm-hmm. that came out in December of 2019 and it ended in January 2020 was the Winter Festival Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And the main track was the Gingerbread Joyride. Um, that sounds and- fun. Yes, and you could, the point of the Grand Prix was you would rank up and earn a bunch of points and then unlock special skins, characters, um, carts. So some of the themes that they had Hmm. were, um, the carts were the nitro sleigh, the candy cone, and the snowplower, which the snowplower looked exactly like a snowplow and it was for the bigger bigger guys. Um, The, The heavy racers. Yep. And some of the skins were reindeer crash, um, rabbit pajamas or monster pajamas for the baby racers, uh, Mm. winter guardian Spyro, elf Coco, and all of the paint jobs that you could unlock was like um, Candyland. So it looks like um, candy glazed, um, sounded like donut flavors, some of them did. So... Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it. I think it was actually the last Grand Prix that I did play. I don't think I've played that game since. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah. it was fun. 
went out on a high note, I guess. Yeah. All okay. right. And then the second one that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to kind of marry everything. And I don't really want to talk a whole lot about it because I don't want to give Blizzard all this attention. And I don't want to, like, ignite an itch that I can't scratch because I don't play WoW anymore. But sure. um, the Feast of the Winter Veil that happens at the end of the year. Uh, it's about a two-week yeah. event that's in-game and everything. All the major cities are decorated with trees and lights um, I especially always like Thunder Bluff, even though Thunder Bluff looked the same all our year round. They just put Christmas lights strung up between the bluffs. It was it, actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and you could get, I remember last time I played was like really played was Wrath of the Lich King. And mm -hmm. they had like reindeer, uh, this thing, special thing for your mount where you would turn your mount into a reindeer. Mm -hmm. And, um, all the elf clothes. I think you could like dress yourself up as a as Santa. Oh, do I have power? I think I might Looks make it like through. It. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully things will yeah. be all right. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was going to marry with WoW was also a special mention of Winter Spring, which is one of my favorite areas of the game. It is in Kalimdor, and it was uh, if you played it. Originally, it would have been part of Vanilla WoW. Um, and you had to do a lot of work to get a Frost Saber mount, which is like a saber tooth tiger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did play it originally where you had to be exalted with the Winter Spring trainers, which took like almost a month in game for daily dailies. Um, mm -hmm. And 100 gold, which was really hard to get back in vanilla wow it was yeah it was yes so, yeah 100 gold you were rich yeah it's, uh, well, yeah <laughs> if you if you ha could ride mounts you were rich that's fair yeah wasn't it like 50 gold for like the first one or something like that or I 35 remember or something it like was that? you had to be i think level 40 to get mm -hmm. like riding training and it was it was really expensive and then flying training out of the fucking question. Yeah, it was like a thousand gold or something like yes. insane like that. And it's just like, I've never even seen a thousand gold. Like <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't I couldn't afford flying training until like I got really serious about one of my professions and getting into the economics of the game. Yeah. But yeah, the Frost Saber mounts were super cute, um, and I loved Winter Spring as a really nice winter area of the game, snowy, um, <coughs> which is a, quite a change for all of Kalimdor. Um, and Feast of the Winter Vale. All righty. All right. I'm going to switch from my hotspot back to my Wi-Fi in a little bit, so if I in and out, Sorry. Yeah, okay, that's all good. Um, so I'll talk about uh, one of my favorite, uh, and this is an actual true level. This isn't like a whole area or something, which I will have um, a couple of those. But um, Donkey Kong Country, the original one, um, Donkey Kong Country is known for having like these very, uh, I don't know, awesome tunes. Like a lot of people really like aquatic ambience. Or one of my favorites is the uh, ending 
galley playing galley song or the credits song, uh, which I actually called Tectonic Records. Um, yes, Ace. That's reminding me. Have you ever seen the uh, video game music? Uh, video where a guy plays like a keyboard and does like a whole bunch of like stereotypical game sounding mm-hmm. themes. That's what you're reminding I've seen a me few... of right now. Yeah, I, I've seen a few. Uh, I've seen a few different renditions of that from different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's one where the guy looks really angry while he's doing it. It's really funny. Um, I don't think he's doing it on purpose. He just looks super serious, which ends up looking super angry. Well, yeah, the 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 bald guy. Where he's I don't like, know if he's bald, but he's got the one a beard. That I, oh, it might be different then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, looks like as Sasha was switching, we have lost her momentarily again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, back to Donkey Kong Country. There's a whole world that is frozen, uh, and there's a lot of really cool levels uh, and some really good music that sort of like. The shift in the game in the the ice zone is very, like, lonely and very dire. Like, there's a lot of blizzards. It's, like, very ominous music at times. And then you get to the level that I want to talk about called Icicle Caverns. And you're just met with this, like, jingle bell, like, energetic (laughs) ice crystal theme. And it is so cool. I, I remember... Walking into this level as a kid the first time. Now, granted, I played this when I was... This came out when I was seven. Um, mm-hmm. And I played it when I was seven. So, like, uh, Donkey Kong Country was, like, one of the first uh, what I'll call uh, collateral damage games. As in, my dad bought it because he wanted it, and I ended up owning it because he never played games. Right. So, um, he had loved Donkey Kong from the original arcade stuff when he was a teenager, right? So Donkey Kong Country's coming out, and he saw this promotional video with me about all the cool graphics that was 3D rendered and then spliced into 2D and, you know, all that stuff. You look into Donkey Kong Country, it was like a technolog- technological masterpiece for the Super Nintendo uh, mm-hmm. for many different reasons. And um, I remember getting to this level, and as a seven-year-old, um, you're kind of like, I don't know if you're like me, but as a seven-year-old, I didn't give a crap about the music in the game. I didn't give a crap about a story. Push buttons, make monkey go. Like, that was <laughs> that was how I played that game. This level stopped me in my tracks. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, just the music alone. And I have put that music that is a sort of like an HD remaster of that song on our uh, pod chat for the weekly hunters hub. So if you're uh, part of the discord, which I highly suggest if you're a listener that to join our discord, it is free to join and you can find me on Twitter to get you to join. If you don't uh, have a join, but if you're not on the discord, um, but anyways, yeah, this, this, this theme is so cheery and so light and compared to all the other ice levels in, in the game, and um, I actually consider it very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, when I have like a Christmas playlist, this is actually on there. Like I have a couple renditions of this song on there for my Christmas playlists. Because um, it's just like, just so, I don't know. It's just icy and happy. 
I don't know. It just, I like it a lot. It's one of my favorite themes, period, for like thinking about snow and ice. Right. Um, and this this very cool icicle cavern level just like sold it for me. Um, it pairs very well with the level too, with like a bunch of, you've got ropes uh, in the level that are icy, so you'll slide down them really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then you got purple ropes, which don't ask about the physics. It's just a game. You'll slide upwards on the ropes. So you got to figure out how to not go as fast uh, before you run into some zingers, which are the bees. Uh. Um, yeah, it's just like it's it's a great it's a great ice level. It's a it's solid one and a lot of solid ones in that game. Um, yeah, so Ace. Uh, second one for you. And then, Sasha, do you want to go ahead and do, like, number three? Yeah. Or yeah, I'll, when, you, I'll when it's up to you? Yeah, let, let's yeah. everybody catch up, and then we'll we'll go. Okay, so we'll skip you once, and then we'll... we'll okay. Hopefully, power so, shows, but yeah. Next one is also another fairly obvious one. It mm-hmm. would be any Star Wars game. That includes a Hoth level. Hoth? I almost oh. included this myself. <laughs> and yeah, I think we did look at some lists to sort of get an idea of snow levels. I think we all did. Um, this was on every list. Hoth was on literally every list. I saw an article mm-hmm. that had like 10 YouTube videos of different Hoth levels from games. Yeah, with yeah. asterisk of also including uh, Starkiller base. Because that's also... A sort of snow level ish too. Um, it's always just fun to go back and play. Because uh, I got uh, Star Wars Renegade Squadron on PSP, mm-hmm. which was, and I got the, uh, I had the special edition white PSP with the uh, black the Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Chauncey had that too. You guys both had the same PSP. Mm hmm. Yeah. So there was like a, Multiplayer, or if you uh, just did, I think, in the campaign, they had that as one of the planets that you could do in the Galactic Conquest in that game. Uh, So it was always fun to go and either right away get into a speeder and try to take down the AT-AT right away, or to uh, sneak in as a rebel, hijack one of the ATSTs, and just rocket, rocket, rocket rocket any any stormtrooper that came near me because i i could basically whittle away all their enemy soldiers and i didn't have to worry about any bases okay um i will say the one that the the hoth level that's memorable to me is the rogue squadron one on the 64 Mm mm-hmm because that's the first time as a player I ever got to go against against the ATATs, and for me, I'm I'm a Star Wars fan. I like Star Wars, but my biggest thing in Star Wars has always been the vehicles, and the mm-hmm. ATATs have always been like sort of like equivalent of like a woolly mammoth in comparison to everything else. It's like this massive, just tank of a of a ship slash you know vehicle, and. Well, like I mentioned, save up and you can get the uh, new $800 Super no. AT-AT Lego set, which has no. like 
I may have got a Christmas bonus, but it is not going to that. Parts. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. I do not have the time or patience to do that with Legos and or put it somewhere <laughs> safe away from the girls. That is not possible. I mean, there's also a $160 version. I, it's, I, I can't. I can't. Not, not for Legos. <laughs> I can't. I am super into collectible trading card games, and we talked about this last week. And I still won't spend that much. I don't. I don't care. This is not going to happen. All um, right, well, then maybe I'll get you a get you a micro fighter set. You could have that. <laughs> I'm okay with just playing it in a video game. I am totally okay with that. I will say, um, there's actually a really cool level. I don't remember exactly because it's been since like June since I played it, but um, is it Force Unleashed? No, well, the the newest Star Wars game that was really good from EA. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Fallen Order has a really cool snow level where you have to fight an ATST by yourself. Like it's like a boss fight mm-hmm. um, in the snow. And it's actually really cool. Like, you gotta deflect the lasers and stuff, but you can't, like, it's so powerful that you can't just, like, ha-ha, I win. It's, like, it's not like that. Like, it's just like, well, oh, force, wow. Force Force Unleashed made fighting ATSTs look fucking cartoonish. Oh, yeah, you just picked them up and threw them, I think. Yeah, and, like, crushed the legs into them and made them basically into just a fucking pinball. Mm. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, Force Unleashed is, is the is the dark side one, and this no, I'm talking about Fallen Order, where you play the yeah. the scrappy redhead, Cal Kestis, um, Cal, yeah. Um, which man, I tell you what, <clears throat> you know, with all these extra Star Wars games, Order sixty six was a disaster. So many people survived Order sixty six. I tell you what. <laughs> well, thanks to the due diligence of uh. Obi-Wan and Yoda going back and uh, changing the signal to warn people away. Mm-hmm. It's as true, well yeah. As, as well as uh, some Jedi not being fucking idiots and being mm-hmm. clueless. Yeah, man, the way they or- uh, did that in the original trilogy, where it's just like, you saw some of them just be like, we got the order, sir. Bang. Shoots a Jedi in the back. You're like, Aren't they supposed to know, like, the, the danger sense or whatever? Like, I don't, I don't, like, some of them died pretty pathetically, too. It's like, I'll defend myself, and then he gets, like, shot from, like, the derpy stormtrooper off to the side. He's just like, well, her! Well, Kai, Kai <laughs> Mindy, I think, is who, Mundi mm-hmm. is who you're talking about. I mean, he put up a decent fight, but, like, at the same time, I would put that it would be very confusing Seeing as sure, a lot yeah. of Jedi formed like relationships and bonds with the storm, with the troopers, uh, and I would say you should definitely, if you haven't already, rewatch the uh, 3D animated Clone Wars series because no, uh, I understand that, whole that. Thing, that whole thing gets a lot more but, attention with the inhibitor chips in the series. But this and it really put, this comes from seventeen-year-old me who saw Episode Three in theaters, <laughs> like. Like uh-huh. I was like, that looks dumb. Now, <laughs> well, I would say that uh, I forget her name. The blue one was it like 
Twee or something. Mm-hmm. I would I would feel that she would have been more agile and could have maybe defended herself a little bit better instead of just being like, huh, what? Poof. And then uh, <laughs> that'd the be one a chip. reaction. What betrayal? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> and then the other one with the uh, riding her speeder, and then the two drop back. Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess the uh, I guess the speeder bikes aren't like motorcycles, and they don't have like side view mirrors, so. That would kind of be, mm-hmm. kind of be a little, little more forgivable, it's, seeing as they it's weren't how more like than right one scout trooper lost their lives is not looking in front of them and hitting a tree in Endor. Yeah, so many scout troopers <clears throat> lost their lives to trees in Endor. <laughs> <laughs> the real danger on Endor: trees. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh man. Uh, so Sasha, we are we were gonna skip you because you did two at once because we were afraid about your uh, power. Um, so I'll go on to my next one, and uh, another another uh, rare game uh, back in their heyday, um, Banjo Kazooie's Freeze Easy Peak. Now this one, um, this I like this level a lot. It's not my favorite in the game. Um, but it is a very holiday-themed level as well. I mean, in the literal center of the map is a giant snowman with, like, a scarf and a pipe and stuff. Um, there's, like, a... There's a there's a fun minigame where you have to keep the, the... What are they called? Tingles or the Twinkles? They're basically Christmas lights. And they live in a Christmas light box. And they want to jump on the Christmas tree... But the the munchers, or they think of what they're called, the munchies, like these little reptile things come up out of the ground and just eat the Christmas lights if you don't stop them. So you got to jump on the, like, ground pound on their head to save the twinkles from being eaten. So you have to get so many twinkles to the Christmas tree before they get eaten. Um, there's a bobsled race. There's two versions of a bobsled race uh, with the, uh, with, I can't remember his name. It starts with the B. Uh, also, um, the polar bear who you who you race with the bobsled race accidentally ate one of the jiggies, and that's why he you can't interact with him at first. You have to smash the jiggy out of him uh, with the beak slam. Um, this game's very violent uh, in a cartoony way. Like mm-hmm. Kazooie beak slamming people is like the number one way of how to fix their problem. Just like, let me just pile drive you in the stomach to make you throw up whatever you ate. It's like, at least once a level. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, you were going to say something, <clears throat> Sasha? Just going to make a joke when you said, I can't remember his name. I think it starts with a B. Let's say Banjo? Oh, no, no, no. I think it's Bubba is the polar bear. But yes, Banjo is the bear. Uh, the, the bear and the bird. The protagonists i've never um, played banjo and kazooie but i played a ton of conquer's bad for a day now you're describing some violence cartoon violence it sounds like maybe <laughs> i'll play it oh yeah no it's not as it's not as uh, adult or um funny as bad uh conquer's bad for a day i never finished for a day but um banjo kazooie was like a solid i think it's a one of the best collectathon platformers there are i i put it over mario 64 and a lot of people put that at the top uh, of that genre. So, 
But that's just my opinion of it. But Freeze Easy Peak is a fun level with some fun music. I would say the downfall of this level is all the water is so cold that it hurts. So it's kind of annoying because all the water becomes a uh, hazard. Uh, but this is also this is the level where you learn how to fly for the first time in the game too. Not not how to fly. I'm sorry, you learn that in Treasure Trove Cove. There's a lot of flying in this level. You get the the flying beak slam in this level. So there's normal flight and you're just sort of, you can't do anything, but then you get a midair like missile attack where you just shoot forward like a missile and slam into something. And by the way, if you don't hit something you intend to hit, you're going to lose honeycombs, which is health. So if you just slam into a wall, you're like, they're like, Oh, ow, oh, like, and you, you lose some health. Um, because the, uh, they actually make a challenge where you have to go around and the only way to kill the, evil snowmen who throw snowballs at you is to flying beak slam their hats for some reason. I guess the magic in their hat keeps them alive, like Frosty. So you gotta knock off their hats. It's it's nice. it's Banjo-Kazooie at its snowiest and it's just, it's it's good. There's a walrus you gotta race as well. Um, the 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 funny thing is, in, in in this level, Mumbo uh, Mumbo Jumbo, who's the witch doctor who turns you into things, um, he accidentally turns you into a washer machine on this level, uh, and said, "Oops, wrong game." Uh, only for later on in the next snow level in Banjo Tooie for you to actually play as a washing machine, uh, which was really funny. Um, but you actually turn into like a smaller walrus. And that's the only way the walrus will let you into play is if you're also a walrus. It's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I, I, it's, just, it's a fun, crazy level that's in the snow. Um, very cold themed because, you know, the cold water and that kind of stuff. The snowmen, the, the Christmas lights that get eaten. Uh <laughs> It's so funny when they get eaten too, because they all like there's a generic like wee sound like when something's jumping, it's like real tiny or something. It's like oh, it's so cute, and then you hear this, and you hear this glass shattering, and they're like, ouch! <laughs> it's like you just died. You just said ouch. <laughs> like I mean, oh boy. Theoretically, ouch is is better than just like pained, labored screaming. There's yeah, like, just horrific no, screaming. No, please, no! Scarred me as a kid. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have been that bad, though, because, like, uh, I was probably 10 at least by that time. I'd have been fine. I'd have been fine. Anyways, um, so Ace, we're back around to you for your, your third. Uh, My third will be the winter season in uh, Last of Us. Okay. Where you begin after uh, Joel gets a uh, new body piercing. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so you start off, you know, with this uh, winter scape open. And, uh, a, that's uh, basically hair. where you pick up after Ellie has just killed someone, right? Like, this is a, like your your months later kind of deal. This is actually a very sort of. significant point in the game. Yeah. Um, well, that was earlier, mm-hmm. but this is like when you escape from the university, 
and yeah, yeah. This is after. And Joel's ha- <clears throat> have to has to heal up, so she's been taking care of Joel the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and so you and begin where you pick up again. with this this snowy wintry scene, and a little hair pops out of a hole, and then thoop, arrow, Ellie, scavenging for food. So you actually get to play her as her, and uh, something that I did not know at first was that you could pause before you go to hunt the continue hunting the deer that runs away. Uh, you can pause and go through her backpack, and she'll mm-hmm. actually. Uh, express some stuff about some of the things that she has in there, like a note from her mother, um, the toy that she saved from uh, her experience with Sam and Henry. Uh, mm. And I think uh, there's also the uh, Firefly pendant from Riley, which if you play the DLC, you'll learn about her character more in depth. And then there's also yep. sort of extended winter area in that because that overlaps with the time between the university and uh, mm. the winter lodge. Um, but then, like, you know, you go past the winter lodge and you get to uh, meet uh, David and his fun-loving crew of uh, cannibal people. Mm-hmm. And then you get to uh, find out all about his uh, his attractions and, you know, you get to be creeped out and traumatized by that. And then... Uh, Similar to how that uh, piece of rebar gave uh, Joel a uh, new body piercing, uh, Ellie gives him a new close close shave at the end mm-hmm. of it. And it's a very, very distinct moment in gaming, in my gaming memory at least. Very somber. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I will say that... that- a lot of, I liked that game, but the only thing that really stuck out to me, like really hit home for me, was the end for that mm-hmm. game. Not saying everything up to that point didn't matter, but like the one that play, really play two. I don't want to. I will send you a copy. No, please don't. I have your business PO address. <laughs> I will send yes, you a you copy. Do. You do have the PO box, yes. Uh, I have a stack of games, and I I've had to cut a couple games because I'm just like I can't do it. I like uh, Origins. I had to cut, um, but we talked mm-hmm. about that already. But like, I still got a lot of games to play, man. Like I just started. I just started Kenna, the Bridge of Spirits, the the game that won Best Independent Game. Mm-hmm. I just started that. Um, still got to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Still got to do Bloodstained. Got still got to do like all this stuff. And I, you know, we started Jurassic World uh, Evolution to you for Bickering Bucks. Like, I just, just I, I won't get to it yet. It'll be a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what would you call that? What would you, like, what would just... Well, because, like I said, it was wakey... all-encompassing, because it's winter. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. You... Oh, it's just called winter? Because it's the season. Because you yeah. go from, from the outside to, like, a coal mine as you're dealing with the swarm. Uh, then you go back 
to Joel, and then mm-hmm. David's people are hunting you, so then you run to the lodge, you get captured at the lodge, then you go to David's town, and then you end up killing David, and then you and Joel both escape. So in winter. Last of Us, winter. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> third one for you, Sasha. Um, this is very on brand for me, but Fallout 4. Okay. Um, if mm-hmm. you are in game on Christmas Day, Diamond City is all decked out. Like, oh. it's decorated for Christmas. So there's Christmas lights everywhere. There's Christmas trees. Um, at some point, there was an update to the game that also allows you to craft Christmas decorations so you can decorate all of your mm. settlements. Um, mm. I actually, surprising for me, because I'm, I'm not a big Christmas person, um, in one of my towns, uh, my main character's settlement is permanently decorated like Christmas. Um mm. I mean, there's bars everywhere, and I felt like everybody would be in the Christmas spirit if they're drinking all the time. So I just decorated it that way. I feel like they missed the mark on this because if all the music is dated to, like, that 50s or the Rat Pack stuff, why is there Mm -hmm. no Dean Martin Christmas music on Christmas Day? Yeah, true. That is valid. That is that would very much be there, yes. I think it would be just a nice little chef's kiss to that. Um, they also decorate for Halloween on Halloween uh, in-game date as well. But it's not okay. as pretty, I think, as the Christmas decorations. I, I, um, I kind of agree with not describing Halloween as pretty, though. I mean, I mean, it's just not I supposed to be Halloween. pretty. I love Halloween. Sure. But but it's, uh, Halloween's amazing. I, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it's it's uh, the opposite of pretty, I think. I don't think it's ugly, but it's it's well, not supposed to be pretty. Well, that's why you got to do the Tim Burton approach and marry the two. Solid movie. There is a skull on the top of my Christmas tree. Ripley requested a skull on the top of the tree because I think I warped her. She thinks that Christmas and Halloween do go together. Yes. Okay. I I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's it's a thing. Yeah. Um, I... I, our, our big ornament that I always do is uh, ever since the Yarn Yoshi came out, there's a Yarn Yoshi on the tree. Nice. That's That's been my thing. So Yoshi is like a Christmas thing in this household. Um, <laughs> this is something I did. We needed a decoration when uh, Cece was really young. And I had her as a baby put the Yoshi in the tree. And it became a thing. Mm-hmm. she'd have been two months old so she was just barely grabbing onto things at that time so you know she put it on the tree like in quotations like yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's that's cool though i um uh i never played fallout 4 because i i my friend brian tried to get me into three and i was just like i can't the fat system it hurts it hurts my it hurts my FPS brain. <laughs> Play Fallout Four without vets, though. 
I know. I've been told that before. I did down. I did get New Vegas, and I will eventually try it. It is on my PC playing list. Also, Fallout Tactics because that was on sale at the same time. <laughs> um, okay, so my number three. I'm sorry. This is breaking the rules. It is not a level. It is an entire fucking game called Lost Planet. Um, I love this game. And it is winter as hell. Because mm-hmm. you are in the middle of an ice age on this planet. Um, and you are fighting the elements and fighting to survive against the cold using the bioluminescent and heat-inducing gel that is secreted by these creatures called acrid, and you're using what they call acrid uh, mm-hmm. as a fuel to keep yourself warm. So in order to survive, you have to kill these monsters. Uh, and the, if you're in a harsher environment, you have to kill more and basically take their blood and use it as a heating substance for your suit and or mech. Um, nice. Sort of like uh, uh, current mo- current dinosaur levels of stuff instead of waiting yeah. like hundreds of thousands of years for their bodies to turn into oil. Just get that right away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a special thing they, they secrete and or produce to stay warm. These creatures, mm-hmm. they've adapted to do this. It's a, like a chemical reaction more so than anything. Right. Um, and people just harvest it to stay warm on this planet. Um, people are, uh, settlers on this new planet, basically. Um, you're, you're part of an expeditionary force on this planet, um, that is militarized, but there's already like fighting over the planet through corporations and stuff. It's been a long time since I played, but uh, in the first game, you are in uh, what they call an unprecedented ice age. Uh, the second game, it lightens up and warms up. There are tropical areas, um, but there's you still need the uh, the acrid to survive because you still do have to go to other areas, and it is your ammo eventually. Oh, kitty cat. Um, so yeah, Lost she Planet is a is a solid snow game not just a level but like there is so much mechanics about staying warm and stuff and just harvesting the the acrid to, to stay alive it's like mm-hmm. a equivalent to dune spice except yeah. um spice is for space travel where it's a high commodity item whereas this is like i don't have this within 20 minutes i am dead uh maybe even sooner because you will freeze to death. Space travel and blue eyes. Yes. Well, you don't have blue eyes in this, but... uh, It is also a Capcom title, and did have a Monster Hunter crossover where you got to wear the Rathalos armor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That's usually most non-Monster Hunter game crossovers. Well, it was one of the earliest, actually. It was Mm -hmm. one of the earliest crossover games. um, And uh, I'm... (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I mistakenly bought the uh, expansion or the crossover pass for it back in the day because I did mm. not understand what downloadable content was. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, Lost Planet. Uh, it is actually rather cheap and a decent PC game as well. So I suggest if you guys have never played it, it's actually a really fun game. It's got some really cool concepts. And I totally use those concepts uh, when I came up with uh, some variations on the Remoraz for D&D monsters that I wrote about. Um, because the Remoraz has a similar idea where it produces this extreme heat to melt the snow around it. Um, so I just used it as acrid and made other monsters out of them. So, uh, so Ace, your, uh, your fourth snow level. My fourth is going to be the bear spirit area or the tundra area in the pathless. Do you remember okay, what the pathless never... is? No, I do not. It is that game where it's sort of like rhythm and timing based so you play as an archer that has a hawk friend um and then there's oh, the uh, floating like floating s- island in the sky it was wasn't one of this the like one of the extremely early ps5 releases yep um okay. so this is like yeah, one of the it. you should it's it's pretty relaxing it doesn't have that much challenge to it i would say because i don't think on the four four insular bosses before you get mm-hmm. to like the end stages of the game and face the uh, the final boss um they aren't really too hard to beat you sort of get the pattern of how to fight them um but the okay. bear spirit area is a like vast winterized area because as mm-hmm. you play the game you're slowly like ascending the mountain to the point where you can cross up and go to the island that's floating in the sky. So the higher you go, the colder things get. So this one just becomes a wintry area for you to explore. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Interesting that it's the bear spirit, though, considering a bear would be hibernating in the winter, but okay. Eh. Well... (laughs) The, there's also the thing of the uh, animal spirits were corrupted by mm-hmm. the by the uh, antagonist of the game. So there's mm-hmm. uh, what is it? There's like a the deer, the snake, lizard, and bear, and so they all get corrupted in some sense or another. So you have to go and mm-hmm. free them. Okay. Alright, I, I don't have any context for this game. I can't. I'm sorry, I can't add anything. You should, I never. Yeah, I've never heard. You should of play it. it. It's it's pretty pretty relaxing and nice to play. Um, I do believe my next rhythm game I'm going to try is Bullets Per Minute. Okay. I have it. I haven't started it yet, though. Like I said, I have an immense backlog at this point. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's getting there. Yeah. I'm definitely. I. I've not. I like as you. As you have known in the past, I normally don't have a backlog. I've normally been like, okay, what's next? What am I gonna play? Oh, I guess I'll go back <laughs> to Monster Hunter. But like, I, out of nowhere, I just acquired a bunch of games that was just like, yeah, I gotta play these eventually. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. Okay. Uh. So. 
Uh, Sasha, number four. Um, I have Ice Cap Zone in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, where you okay. are Sonic on a snowboard. And I don't know. I just like that level. I, I like playing. I kind of like the addition of vehicle into it. It's not uh, not terrible mechanics either. Um, the boss, I think, is like the sure. egg the egg freezer or something. I can't remember what the, the boss is, but he's got like a freezomatic or is his gun. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's a Sonic game, so the music is pretty fun. Um, but the whole mm-hmm. level is like winter themed ice caps. Um, and I'd like to like honorable mention, what was that game on? It was like windows game where you were going sk- downhill ski or s- what, what was it? And the abominable snowman would eat your character always before you made it to the bottom of the ski. I think it's just called ski or something like that. Yeah. 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 I, so, I know what you're talking about. I, I feel like I played both of these games around the same time. Similar vibes. Okay. You know, there's something I forgot to mention. We talked about games that would uh, that freaked us out that normally shouldn't or like we, we didn't expect it to. You t- you're talking about this abominable snowman thing. It wasn't that. It was actually solitaire. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was um there was uh like a happy sunshine skin for the solitaire cards and if you stared at it long enough the sun actually winked at you and smiled and it always freaked me the hell out because i was like did it just move oh my gosh did it just move like like as like a younger kid it just like scared the shit out of me that little like smile and a wink from that little sun like what the hell Mm-hmm. Sorry, it just reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's definitely weird. I don't know, man. Sudden movement out of nowhere? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I know what to put in a uh, horror game if I ever get to develop one to fuck with you. Mm. Yeah, something that's just standing still and then suddenly moves. Yeah, that, yeah. That'll that'll check out. That'll get a lot of people. It's not not an uncommon one, at least. You should check out the Forbidden City because there's golden statues everywhere, and their heads move when you turn away and you look back at them. Now they're looking at you. See, well, I don't think also... that freaks me out as much as like seeing it move when I'm looking at it out no, of nowhere. I, the game was gaslighting me for a little bit. Like I kept hearing what sounded like like a sword coming Moving. out of its sheath. And oh. and then I started to catch on. I'm like, are they are they fucking looking at me right now? Um, so then I started moving <laughs> around deliberately to see if they would turn their heads. Yeah, but yeah. at first it was it was freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> I get it. So so two things that just uh-huh. reminds me of a there's like a horror game that has like mannequins that will like pop and? up around and behind you. Yeah, uh, and then. because because it wasn't meant to be creepy or scary but because they were lazy with the programming there's the notorious Sherlock Holmes game where Holmes whenever you like turn or walk away they programmed it 
so that he's near you instead of and you they don't have like a walking cycle for him so you'll just like turn and he'll be like right there and there's like a video uh, i i should i'll look it up and send it to the to the group chat are you talking about, but are you talking about watson oh yeah watson okay okay uh watson where he just like teleports around and is just like right around you the whole time with yeah. like no explanation you won't you don't hear footsteps you don't see him move he's just there like a freaking uh paranormal paranormal activity movie scene that is a, that is a movie that freaked me out at the end that is i that i we had a um um we had a couple people over and we watched paranormal activity for the first time I did not want to go upstairs when that movie was done. I I was like, that legit freaked me out. That, le- that like, I was fine up until the end where whatever the monster is throws her dead body at the camera. Or his dead body. Oh! <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, so I don't okay. know if it was like... Oh jeez! They had a deadline. Yeah, no, that's that's terrible. And I'm not saying like it's scary, but like that is just like legit, just bad programming. Like, holy cow! I would say it's creepy because if I was if if I was by myself and I was yeah, that's yeah, that's a little too close. Um. Uh. So for listeners, um. Ace has pulled up a video on his phone showing us of, of what he was describing. Yeah, you just you take your oh okay, you take your eyes off of him, and you turn around and he's just there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like worse than those cats that when you turn around and they walk forward and you turn back and they've stopped walking perfectly in position and looking at you. He's worse than that because he's already there. It's like Slender Man. <laughs> it's like that Slender Man yeah. game. <laughs> what does Slender Man not move if you're looking at him? Generally not. I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I I know I know of Slender Man. I do not know the mechanics of Slender Man. I gotcha. Yeah. So. So. Not programming so a walking sli- cycle. Bad for a regular game, good for a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Jeez. Okay. Uh, so we got that off times. of Sonic. And um, honorable mention of... Um, ski game, whatever it is. Ski game. Free yeah. ski. I feel like it's called free Okay, free ski... Uh, with the abominable snowman that that really started all of this horror discussion. <laughs> um, which we have two horror fans on this podcast that don't include me. <laughs> and right now there are three of us. <laughs> I am the one who is a scaredy cat. I, I don't think I'm a scaredy cat necessarily, but there are things that are just like, nope, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Nope. Have you listened to uh, the Frozen episode? Yes. Yeah, where they talked about Olaf long, way too long. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that coming listen. from a mile away. <laughs> I'm almost caught up on Horror Virgin, but I am going to listen to that one out of order when I saw that uh, Frozen came up. Specifically mm-hmm. because my child has been torturing me with Frozen, so I need a little I need a little laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they they're they're legit for like the good first fifteen minutes, just recapping the the Disney Frozen, mm-hmm. and then they get into the actual movie they talked about. Yeah, it's I've actually <clears throat> been really good about keeping up with them. Um, but my other favorite podcast, and this is sad for me, the Sincast, which is what introduced me to the horror virgin is currently on hiatus because um they had a sudden a person suddenly leave barrett left uh and barrett has been there since the beginning so it's kind of like it's kind of like if morg left the show or something suddenly out of nowhere Mm -hmm. so which happened but hey we did well because we got sasha I'm, (laughs) i'm good with that um so, uh, my fourth game is uh, in Metroid Prime, Fendrana Drifts, um, which is the, the ice level in Metroid Prime. And I actually really enjoy this level. It's another one of those things where the music really sells the level. It's this very um, sort of like Metroid is known for being lonely and that kind of stuff, like very desolate. Um, you're a lone bounty hunter against whatever unknown force a lot of the times, uh, whether it be the Metroids, the Parasite X, or whatever existential crisis the universe is going through at the moment, and you're just a single bounty hunter uh, fighting it back, or the space pirates, I think, in this case. Um, Fendrana Drifts is a very desolate and very lonely area, and the music reflects that very well. So it's kind of like you're just like stranded out in a blizzard kind of deal is the way it feels um which is very usual for snow and ice because snow dampens sound uh a lot more than other air like if you ever notice like outside is like deathly quiet if you're out in, like in a lot of snow which both of you have had snow already this year i have not i have not had any accumulation yet this year so had a heat wave every Every bit that I used the snowblower on last week mm-hmm. melted earlier this week. Hmm. So it was like almost 65 here earlier this week. Two, two to three inches gone like that. I could have just hmm. fucking left it. <laughs> Wouldn't have been great for people getting up the, up the driveway, but I could have left it technically. And then we yeah, got a light, I mean, we we got a light dusting today. I wouldn't so. know what it was like outside. I was indoor for atomic plant training all week, like mm-hmm. nine hours of training all week, and uh, yeah, nine hours a day I should say for training all week. Yeah. So <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> we were just like, this is how you don't die. <laughs> cool. This sounds super scary. You'll never be going in these areas. We have to train you anyways. This is super important. Let's train you for nine hours straight so that you definitely remember everything. Oh, they make you take a <laughs> test and you have to score an 80% or above. Um, there was a person in our class and they everyone has to pass, right? So 
there's a person in our class who failed the test twice, which means they have to take a remedial course, which means everyone had to take a remedial course. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And they they didn't pass because the questions were bad. So you guys like, beat him up on the playground, right? No, uh, they... they st- they uh, held down the sheets on his bed, and everyone beat him with bars of soap inside socks. Uh, so what ended up really happening is I sat there where we had to stay an extra four, uh, an extra hour or two that day to go through everything else. Um, and I just sat there on Twitter and Facebook and all these other things on my phone and just tried to interact with people <laughs> um so yeah uh anyways yeah uh fin uh Fendrana directs it everybody uh i uh, sasha i'm pretty sure you haven't played any of the metroid primes ace nope nope although i am hopeful game. santa will bring me metroid dread Ooh, metroid dread's good we uh, we so just I've heard. recorded, we just recorded the bickering, bickering bucks episode for that. It's actually just came out this week, and yeah, we, I actually gave it the lowest score out of all of us. Uh, Jacob and Brian gave it a nine out of ten. I gave it an eight out of ten, but uh, in no way do I find that a bad score. I just, it's just super good. I don't really, I'm not over the moon about it though, but. Yeah, and screw screw people for saying they oh boohoo paying sixty dollars for whatever length of game. It's a good game. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, people need to get off their uh, high horses and just accept the prices of games. Like, I'll take sixty dollars over the much talked about for years going up to. A hundred dollars for like the basic copy of the game, because mm-hmm. that was a discussion when before this current generation of consoles came out was that games were going to go up to a hundred or up to like seventy or eighty bucks, and I'm like, well, a lot no. of PS5 and Series X games are at seventy <clears throat> right now, but yeah, yeah, but those are usually. Those still usually tend to be like the deluxe or like ultimate copies. Like mm, for most for sure. most of the games they're they're Mostly. they're tending to stay right around the sixty dollar margin. Um I know when I got Arise, Tales of Arise, that was seventy. Mm-hmm. And Well, I mean apparently I, it's seventy dollars worth because you've been playing it forever now. I put 53 hours into it. Yeah. And I have now finished it, by the way. It is it is done. I have finished it. Nice. Hence why I moved on to Dragon Age Inquisition briefly and <laughs> went to Kenna. <laughs> maybe maybe Cause... since I've started uh season 2 of The Witcher, maybe I should start uh Witcher three. Oh, I gotta, I gotta watch season two still. I, Chaunce, oh, this has been making me mad. So, so Chaunce 
him and I have these shows that we're supposed to watch together, but instead goes up there and watches fucking anime instead, and I don't get to watch the show. <laughs> so now I'm sitting here waiting to watch The Witcher, and then also we never finished Doom Patrol because of that. And Doom Patrol is the DC series with Brendan Fraser um, mm-hmm. that's actually really good. Like, Brendan Fraser has a really cool part, and it's nice to see him return, and I want to finish the show, but he's up there watching anime and never comes downstairs to watch it, first world problem i also but, have not started the witcher season two that's that's one of what i'm going to plan to watch when i'm off from work that almost for the holiday. that almost sounds like the the stereotypical rant against people that watch anime he's just sitting in his room all day watching anime peeing in mountain dew bottles gross So, Metroid Prime, you should play it. <laughs> was that on? I can't uh, say much more than that. It's actually a really solid transition uh, from what was a 2D game to a really solid uh, 3D game. That's a mm-hmm. slow-paced first-person shooter, not fast-paced. Slow-paced first-person shooter. All right. I think it's cool. Anyways, Ace. Uh, this is our final one, or you know, without honorable mentions, of course. Well, I'm going to give an honorable mention to a game that I have not started yet because it just came out a few days ago. The spiritual successor to Shadow of the Colossus, Pray of the Gods. Pray for the Gods. Still don't know the title. Exactly. But that one is set in like a world that is, that is experiencing never-ending Tur- winter i have to remember when we're done recording i have to go wishlist that game or something to for remember <laughs> it because that looks amazing um mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i originally had watched uh jack septicai play it on like uh beta or whatever access on pc and then mm-hmm. i saw it when uh when i got my ps5 i saw it on that list and i immediately had a surprise mark pop up mm. over my head. So I've had that I've had that since I got the PS five uh, mark you down. You snaked it. Boing yeah. <laughs> I was like oh, a thing that I can get that isn't exclusively on PC anymore. Yes. So yeah, uh, I will. I feel probably... like I'm in the best of like, all gaming worlds right now, <clears throat> having a very powerful PC having a PS5 and a Switch. Because, mm-hmm. like, if there's anything that comes out, I can play it. Literally anything. I've, I've also very loosely entertained the idea of getting a Series S just because they are so readily available as opposed mm. to the X. They have a deal right now. If you get the Series S, you can get, I think, two years of the Game Pass with it. Which I think I did damn. see that one, yeah. is worth it. Tales of Arise is on there. <coughs> Both mm. Dooms. Both Dooms are on it, too. Mm-hmm. But I already have Doom Immortal and the and the Steelbook to go with it, because I'm crazy. Doom Immortal? Or Eternal. 
Yeah. I was like, there's Diablo Immortal, which is coming out, which is a mobile <laughs> game for Diablo. Wrong word. Same premise. <laughs> yes. Doom Eternal. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, I think it was, like, a couple months after I, I got you your steelbook, there was, like, a, a sale for Eternal. And I was like, fuck it. Mine. Steelbook. Give me. <laughs> yeah. Game's amazing. That was my... Uh, Sasha, you weren't here um, for last year's episode for the game of the year. Doom Eternal was my number one. It was super good. Also an FPS, and I know you wouldn't really super be into that, but hey. It's a really good right. game. Then my, my number five, my final, is mm-hmm. uh, the snowy wintry area around Jackson in The Last of Us Part 2. So it is the intro section to the game and sort of your, your, is it called, what would be the phrasing, the, the impetus of the whole game. Sure. The, the events that transpire there kickstart the whole, whole game and the whole adventure where Mm -hmm. you weave back and forth between Ellie and the mystery character that you learn is Abby. Uh, and I remember my first... Is she the antagonist that people didn't like? Yeah. She's the... She's the buff red-headed chick who trained after her father was killed by Joel to kill Joel. And, Mm -hmm. like, I remember as my... Because of how it was transpiring... A lot of the initial hype was that she was possibly Ellie's mom because they teased that her um, her character's name had four letters and uh, Ellie's mom had four, four letters in her name. So that was the theory. But as as those Boy, two... Boy, that is, that is like a deep theory there. Like, how many four-letter names are there? Like... Well... Well, you know how the internet is and how fan bases Sure, can be. yeah. Yeah, nothing's um, a coincidence, which is ridiculous. But yeah. <clears throat> well, it was I would say it was also a bit of bait and switch on Naughty Dog's part because they also did that with the trailer because uh they cut in Joel at a point where it's actually a different char- character that meets up with Ellie and is going with her. So mm. They pulled some bait and switches. Um, but, like, I, okay, I remember fair. as I was first playing it, and you weave back and forth between her and Ellie, I had the suspicion that this is this is uh, Joel's comeuppance coming a lot sooner rather than later. Because mm-hmm. they were talking specifically about uh, one person, and it was him. And I'm like, this is probably not going to be good for Joel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she ends up uh, departing from her main group, which is uh, the the WLF from Washington, the Washington Liberation Front. Um, mm-hmm. And she ends up uh, right sort of smack dab in the middle of a uh, infected horde in winter in like a small mountain mm. town. And the first time... Uh, playing through that, I was shitting myself because you end up, uh, going right between like a building and a chain link fence and the chain link fence starts collapsing 
So you're like crawling on the ground as like dozens to hundreds of infected are on the other side, like trying to claw and get at you. Uh, and as you get through, you get jumped by an infected and uh, someone ends up saving you and it huh. ends up being Joel. Mm. So right away, she coincidentally ends up meeting up with uh, Tommy and Joel and uh, they uh, introduce themselves and uh, the look that Abby gives when when he, Joel is introduced, I was like, yep, yep, that confirms it. Joel's who she's looking for and this is mm-hmm. not going to be okay. It's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you sort of have a part two to that when uh, they ride out to the uh, cabin that the rest of their her group is staying at because yeah. uh, they again introduce themselves as they uh, escape and fend off the remaining bits of the horde. And there's a lot of a glances exchanged between the group. And then uh, Tommy uh, is like, y'all, y'all sound, seem like you heard of us before mm. or heard of him before. And then Abby's like, that's because they have. And she has a shotgun and just blows out Joel's right knee. And right then I was like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Cause I'm like, even if he's coming back from that, he he's he's not gonna be in good shape. No, shotgun to the knee, you're fucked up for life. That's not a yeah. That is not. Yeah, and that is not a good. And the animation that they put on that, uh, it it looked like it was barely hanging on to. And I gotta 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 hand it to Troy Baker. He. He really kind of, kind of sold the sold. pain, the pain yeah. for me in that in that scene, because that was uh. that was a brutal scene. Yeah, brutal, I imagine brutal game overall. <laughs> wow, poor Joel. Uh, I mean, there's also uh, poor uh, W WLF members later in the game, uh, because. There's uh, another... They get beat up, right? Uh, well, there's an instance later in the game where you, uh, playing as Ellie, go into a subway station. And mm-hmm. that's where you get introduced to the Shambler. The Shambler is a new type of infected that mm-hmm. uh, will just stagger towards you and has uh, acid spore pustules on it. So it will just go towards you and explode those in hopes to, like, melt you, basically. Melt you, yeah. And then drink you as you're just a puddle. I, I don't think I don't think they'd eat you, but they'll, <laughs> they'll melt you for sure. Okay. Very gruesome. <laughs> and that's, that's not to mention the Rat King as well. Have I told you about the Rat King? Oh, that's a real thing. Where the rats are all tied together. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's a real they, phenomenon. They yeah. they do that with infected in the game. It's like one or two bloaters combined with like a bunch of 
different infected. Gross. I super gross. I was I horrified like, and amazed. <laughs> I feel like if this wasn't a PlayStation exclusive, I think this would be a good Sasha game, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I've played like the tamer version of people doing fucked up things to each other in the apocalypse. Walking Dead, mm-hmm. Telltale. Which season two is also a winter winter game. Mm-hmm. Um it has a very similar injury that if you're coming back from that, I'm not sure your quality of life is going to be super awesome. Kenny gets his face beat so badly that as he loses his eye. Yeah. Mm. I mean, That's Kenny. Rough. And then uh, by the end of the game, Kenny isn't doing so hot. No. And you're left with another fun choice. But I'm Speaking- like, I don't know. Based off the first game, Kenny already wasn't doing too hot. And was prone to uh, not so good decisions. So, so I saw a, a meme speaking about Kenny. Um, I, um, so the meme format. I don't know if you guys are aware, but that I don't remember his name all the time. But the famous DM for Dungeons and Dragons, he does the. I think he does he DM Critical Role or something like that. I don't know. Um, Anyways, this guy, he's written books for D&D. He has his own universe. They actually officialized it and everything. There's a meme format where first thing is said, he's like, what? Second thing is said, he's like, okay. And then third one, he's like, yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like that sort of idea. So first one is Mm -hmm. using your wizard familiar to suicide bomb uh, enemies. And it's just like, what? That's terrible. No, okay, is don't do that. Third one is name him Kenny so you can keep doing it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's uh, just always like, yeah, <laughs> like uh, oh, South Matt Park. Mercer. Not Matt, <laughs> is it Matt, Matthew Mercer? I don't know. No, it's not. That's a mm. voice actor. You just said Matt Mercer. That's why I said that. No, I don't know. I don't know. I said South Park. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, the, the format for the DM. Famous DM, Google. Oh, and additional additional uh, honorable mention to uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, it's Matthew Mercer. I was right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Google told me. Anyways. So. Um, okay, so my number five is... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Last of Us 2, as I was that was trying to get there. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying cool. to recap it. Um, all right, so my number five, I also have not played, but as I was kind of trying to refresh my my mind of winter-themed games, this popped up in my mm-hmm. searches, and honestly, I don't know how I have not played this game. Um, so Dead mm-hmm. Rising 4 uh, takes you back oh. to Frank West as the protagonist again. Um, I've played um, so much of Dead Rising 1, 2, and 3. I, I'm I'm shocked I haven't played four. But, four did really poorly though I think. 
like four was like the bottom of the barrel when that when that series came. Something tells out. me it is either because I was in grad school or I was pregnant is why it didn't sure. happen. Um, no, I'm not saying you didn't like the series well enough. I'm just saying I don't think it had a lot of notoriety either. Dead Rising 3 wasn't that great either, but I played a, a ton of it. Sure. I um, mean, but yeah. Dead Rising 4 has a Christmas DLC. Um, and apparently oh. Dead Rising 4 is totally set in Christmas. So everything is... The whole game is already decorated as Christmas with Christmas lights and things. But with the Christmas DLC, apparently... Um, you fight Santa. He is sadistic claws, and he has waves of elf elf zombies. Um, mm-hmm. You improvise weapons made with all of the Christmas decorations, um, and then there are a bunch of zombies that are dressed like elves, I guess. But it all looked mm. really cool, and it looked really fun. So I think I'm going to download it and play it before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, it's kind of kind of giving me uh, robot Santa vibes from Futurama, <laughs> where uh, a glitch in the Bender, program and everyone's not. Won't you join me in my slaying tonight? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, a whole cr- game set in Christmas. All right, I saw screenshots of Frank West dressed as Santa in a uh, snowblower killing zombies and i'm like yes i'm here for this 100 i do i do love this the utter like just uh what do you call it just silliness nonsense of that game like mm-hmm. and they try to get it was number two right where they tried to be all serious because his daughter is infected and he's trying to find a cure it is but and then, it like, isn't it's... serious because it's very cartoonish still in Dead yeah. Rising 2. Yeah, and yeah, and but but it's still not serious because it's like, hey, I'm gonna kill a bunch of zombies with a dildo, and it's like, what? Yeah, and you're you can wear whatever <laughs> you want. So I think feel like when I played Dead Rising 2, I was naked with the Capcom head and uh-huh. orange Chuck Taylors. That's how I played every nice. cutscene. Also, I that... go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, uh. In that game, isn't there a, a craftable weapon you can make where it's like boxing gloves, but with a bunch of rubber duckies on the end of it? Yes, and it makes like it makes like a squeaking sound when you punch. Yes, just endless squeaking sounds, and it does like a tiny a bit, tiny I... amount of damage per each punch. If so you're if you're, you're like up, really it does fast. Hurt them, but... I love when you get that squeaky noise, like a rubber ducky sound in any mm. game. One of my favorite joke weapons in Monster Hunter is a teddy bear that has sleep element on it that does the rubber ducky noises when you hit a monster with it. So it goes, because it's a it's a hammer. So it, and like, and, the, and if you like get the right combo off, it'll put the monster to sleep because it's a teddy bear. I love it. <laughs> So, I I can get behind rubber ducky gloves. That's that's uh that's a good one. Um, I never played more than just like uh, halfway through the first one, um, because I it was like a big three sixty game, and I just never I never had a lot on my three sixty before it red rings. So, mm. it's hard. Um, 
I, I like playing that game, the first one, more just to mess around in the mall. But to like actually yeah. play the game, it's quite frustrating. Sure. Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, I like a big, like, it's, I wouldn't call that one open world, but it's a little more open-ended. Uh, open-ended games like that, uh, I do lose focus, like Skyrim or something like that. Like, I lose focus pretty quick and just sort of start doing things and, eh, screw the main mission. I'll do that later. I actually, the only reason why I ever finished Skyrim because I did like a 100% play through the story playthrough and I am not doing side shit. And when I finished the story, I did side shit kind of deal. Like, all right. I played Skyrim the opposite way. I played as much as I possibly could without activating the story. Mm -hmm. Because the dragons come. The dragons come when you start the story. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, I very much had a fun time with that character just slaying dragons all the time. Because I, uh, there was a point which I, I didn't go straight through the story, but like once you fight the first dragon, then I sort of explored everywhere around Whiterun and got like a bunch of epic gear and stuff, killed things I shouldn't have killed, got a bunch of gear I shouldn't have got, and then I just like every cutscene just demolishing dragons, just like, all right, I'm gonna do a power because this is my uh, I think I talked about him. He was the uh, the orc. I don't they didn't call him orcs. They called something else um they're orcs okay they're called pig children yeah (laughs) i was the orc uh heavy metal two-handed axe specialist so i was just like i was just like i am like tank damage in the front but i also did stealth and archery because you can't not do stealth and archery in skyrim it's a requirement so um, and I got the special perk where even heavy armor wasn't even heard when you were sneaking. So I, I would assassinate as much as I could with a giant battle axe, and then I would finish the fight face-to-face. But with a dragon, dragon lands, and I'm like, power attack, power attack, power attack, cutscene to kill it. Like, <laughs> like, dragons were just, like, cake for me eventually. Just got really annoying it felt like every time i walked out of a an area there was another dragon okay again again the only (laughs) thing the only thing that made it really hard to deal with dragons was as much glute and bones as they had did it weighed me down and i was like i would leave the bones and take the scales because i did light armor anyway yeah, I was I was heavy armor. Bones were needed, so I I was like, all right, I got it. Let me let me process my inventory. Go back, craft, so I can finally make dragon bone armor. Like it was it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, um, uh, camera guy in dead. I can't. I keep wanting to say Left 4 Dead. It's not. It's what is it again? Dead Rising and Frank West. Dead Rising. Dead <laughs> Rising Four. All right. That is that is the snow game. We have been on so many tangents today that <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right. So my last one is a cheat because it's not. It is a level. It is, it's considered a map, but it is a level. And it is the whole focus of uh, of a of an expansion called Iceborne for Monster Hunter: The Hoarfrost Reach. Um, there it, it is. is a solid level. 
It is a solid level in the game series. It is the biggest map in the series history. Um, it takes forever to traverse if you do it by foot. Uh, even more so if you do it by popo. Because um, <laughs> popo are slow. <laughs> did, did not do it by popo. Um, but basically, it's actually a, it's got it introduced some mechanics in the game that has never been there before, like deep snow, where you actually run slower and stuff like that. Uh, you had it. Uh, you had the Beatotus, which is a monster that actually swam through the snow like a shark. Um, in the ground. I mean, there's a lot of monsters that swim through the ground in the series, but like this this one specifically through the deep snow, um, which is actually a really cool idea. Uh, we had. You know, Velcon is like crystal palace that is like all this like ice that is like, like drift upward and it's just really cool looking. Um, Horfrost Reach was a very solid uh, addition to that expansion. So much so that I hope that the uh, Castlevania land in Sunbreak does uh, Horfrost Reach justice as far as like expansion territory. Um, I don't think it will though. I don't think it'll be a near well. big. Since they had the inspired maps, I'm hoping we get a revamped version of the Snowy Mountains from the earlier port- portable games. Because oh, yeah, I would love Snowy Mountain. I would love to be able to re- return to Poke Village. Dude, I've I've that's a good theme. It's such a good theme. But <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Horfrost Reach. It's uh, if you ever. Uh, pick it up on Game Pass, Sasha. I don't know. Base game you said was there, but it's on sale again. There's another big sale clear through the end of the year. So Iceborne, once you get into Master Rank, is a really good place. And the the town is even set in the ice and snow. It's actually really cool because you got that uh, kitchen that's underground, and it feels all nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go outside and it's like, oh, this feels like it feels like it would be like really cool to sit in there and talk with people at the kitchen and eat and stuff. And then you walk out the the it's still cold, but it feels like a cozy there's place. then there's the cat to the side that's mixing up spices and then sniffs a little bit too much at one point and sneezes out the entire bowl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then the cat almost falls in at one point. I mean, it's just, you know, silliness. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the steam machine. I don't, what do they call that? The Steamworks. gambling. Steamworks. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not really gambling because you don't pay for it. It's just try your luck. Try your yeah. luck at random slots. Guess the pattern. You can't. Bet you can't. I have got the, like, just not like, just not doing the whole down where it just auto does it. Um, I have done like doing the pattern and got it right like 20 times in a row before. Like, I was like, that is cool. It didn't do anything cool doing that, but Mm -hmm. I got it. Um, so yeah, uh, my honorable mention would actually be from what I talked about earlier. Uh, it's an area called Cislodia in Tales of Arise. It's just a snowy area. Uh, it's got some decent uh, uh, decent mechanics. I'll tell you what, though. This game is freaking obsessed with food. I'm not even kidding. Like, mm-hmm. I will say 60% of the conversations, especially the side ones in this game, are about food. 
and it all starts in Cislodia because you camp around a t- camp, like you cook around a campfire for one of the cutscenes. It's like, why is everyone so obsessed with food? Like, I get it. We don't talk about it a lot in games, but like this one in particular, it's like there's an achievement for getting like 70 recipes in the game. There's like, and like the different recipes like give you battle buffs and things. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But like, all of the conversations are about cooking and food, it feels like. <laughs> well, Animal Crossing New Horizons now has cooking recipes. Now I want to play. I might be in addition to being to able it. to in addition to being yeah. able to uh swim for sea creatures, you can now do cooking recipes. I've not gotten there yet, but eventually I will. I have been playing something else on my Switch. <clears throat> Which involves monsters. Pocket monsters? Monster <laughs> close. It's actually very close to that. Um, <laughs> so that, that that's it for the snow stuff. I, I, I know, Sasha, you haven't had a ton of time to play. Uh, holidays coming up, work and everything. I pretty much just forced my child to stop watching Bluey the other day. And I played the forbidden city for like three hours and i'm i'm hooked on it uh my sister-in-law recommended it to me it started out as a skyrim mod and then it turned into its own game um and it does very much have like it feels like a um oh what's the crimson nern root place in skyrim it's, it feels a lot like that where you, this massive underground city but you go sure. You go through this time loop um, and you're in this underground city that has no escape and all the citizens are ancient Romans and somebody, they have one rule in the city and it's called the golden rule, which is summarized by the sins of one, the many shall suffer. So if somebody violates the golden rule, everyone turns into golden statues and you have to run back to the time loop and reset the timeline. Um, so your goal is to try to find out who's going to break the golden rule and stop it and create a time paradox and get sent back to your normal timeline. Interesting. Yeah. I'm looking this up. This so it's free insane. on Game Pass. Uh but it's it's pretty it's really interesting. Um, so that's probably what I'm gonna play when I'm done with this tonight. And then I downloaded a game called Outward, which I've had my eye on it. Yeah, I've almost bought this. it a few times. I finally bought it because I don't know. It's giving me like Morrowind vibes, and I just want to like capture that feeling of a game for the first time. Not- not quite. Mm-hmm. It's very third person, but it is very. Morrowind is third person. If you click, go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I played uh... Morrowind that way because Morrowind in the beginning is just dice mechanics. So it's just like watching your it's character fair. do that. So. Hmm. But yes, yeah. the um... Forbidden City. I highly recommend it. I'm hooked. <clears throat> I'm not going to say anything else because apparently it is a very story-driven game with weaving weaving storylines depending on what you do, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody. On Friday, I speed-ran Christmas shopping and 
got to experience a lady that either needs to be put in a home or a state-run facility. She did what? Uh, as I was checking out at Best Buy, uh, this, like, 60 to 70 year old lady is like screaming at the cashier and the and the like lead or manager that was up there trying to help and de-escalate the situation um this was over some perceived uh like essentially theft of amount of points or something or points that translated into some amount of money but Mm. i'm pretty sure she misunderstood because it was in relation to the best buy credit card which i did some research and unless if there was like a specific promo that said you got a hundred dollars worth of points or something like that um they didn't they don't just give you points right away it operates as a cash back card so if you spend X amount of dollars, you'll get X amount of points back. Mm. Um, so, like, the basic one, you get, like, 5% cash back. And then the elite one, you get, like, 6% cash back. Um, and I believe I also heard her mention at one point that she canceled the card. So, she is, like, doubly wrong? Mm. So, I think what had happened is that she misunderstood the terms of the card and how the card works as it was being explained to her. And I'm sure some employee gave her like, like uh, most situations in retail. Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure what happened is like an employee explained, like, you know, if you get the card and buy this thing that you're looking to get with it, you'll essentially get this amount of points back, which is equivalent to this amount of money and blah, blah, blah. But she was just, like, going off and screaming. And Mm. I'm like, you're how old? And this is how you choose to behave in public. Like... Definitely not the first time. Uh, Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that is not a maturity thing. That is not... has nothing to do with people's age. It is just their level of respect and whatever they're going through in their life at that time. Usually, level of respect is a is a higher up on the cause. Like they're not having well, worked in retail uh, before. I was in my career. Yeah, it's just the way people are sometimes. I would say there's a certain level of maturity because there was a like mid to late fifties guy that was in front of me, and he even like turned back. To and look at me and I was like great and uh um, as the as the clerk who checked me out came around the corner and was like I can help you I was like happy holidays right and he he like laughed at that and I was like sort of like side side watching the whole time just to make sure because I was very close to stepping in because like as you mentioned there's like respect levels and stuff but at the same time I'm like they're not being disrespectful to you. So mm-hmm. you should not be disrespectful to them. There is no, a very I'm... clear way that you could handle this. You could ask 
a manager to meet you at the service counter away from checkout and ask to have it explained to you a little bit better. And then you could ask for corporate numbers, corporate emails, where to file complaints, they know, things they don't like want that. that. They want the person in front of them to fix it. That is... Oh, yeah. It's like I a, if, if I yell loud enough and I cause a big enough scene that they will end this. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just... In no way I do I believe it has to deal with, with maturity as much as just they're just not an okay person in those situations. They're just... That person I'd has maybe probably say a, done that thing before, and probably I'd say a little column A, a little column B, because like, sure, yeah, we could label that as maturity, but that has nothing to do with the person's age or mentality. That is just a personality problem they have. Yeah, or I feel like whatever these are, learned behavior. Yeah, these are people who don't tip their servers and want to use expired coupons. And mm. oh, have you have you heard about? like some of the sadistic stuff people have done for to like waitresses and stuff there is a post uh, I've i heard saw of giving them a penny to sort of like indicate no, that you were worse. so bad okay worse worse than that um i saw a saw bill? a post claiming claiming that they put like five dollars out like not only just the fact that it was like five dollars and you're not even you don't even have the bill yet but like they put the money out on the table and then whenever the server made a error or there was an issue they took a dollar away and That's and they framed weird. it like this was this was a fun thing that me and the misses do and i'm like yeah if if i ever see anyone doing this or anything like this out in public I'm I'm gonna dump water out on you because you're a horrible fucking person. I so I I worked six months as a waiter at Bob Evans, and um, mm-hmm. I was the only male waiter, so everyone just immediately assumed I was gay for some reason. Um, <laughs> like literally on the uh. staff, like uh, like they were like, "What what do you mean you have a girlfriend?" And it was my ex wife. Uh, at the time now ex-wife uh girlfriend at the time and i was like yeah why wouldn't why wouldn't i and they were like oh that's i don't know i thought i don't you know were why gay. that i don't know why uh, like, that seems to be such a stereotype in the industry because I, I, I feel like i've heard that I, a lot i feel like it's because customer service persona and masculine traits generally don't have a lot of the same characteristics now I didn't have the beard. I had a goatee at the time, so, hmm. and it wasn't super long. It was like shaved or whatever, cut down. I don't know, but anyways, I regularly got like tips that were larger than the bill because I would just stand there and talk to people. Like hmm. I was just being nice to people and stuff. I, there was a couple of people who were like, "I'm not going to tip you because you did a terrible job." And in those situations, I was like 100% fair because I was not a good waiter. <laughs> like, yeah, things got busy. I was done. I was slow as hell. Like, I could not keep up. Uh, and it was, it's for me, it's a hearing problem. Like, I've talked about this before. I can't hear very well. This is where I learned I had a hearing problem. 
because I had to ask them what they wanted like six times sometimes. And it was like, I was super embarrassed. And then like, I didn't want to guess because the one time I did, I was wrong. Like, like uh, it was, it was rough. So I had to quit that job. And that's when I went to Radio Shack. A core memory just reinitialized. <laughs> um, I remember a, a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. this we I, I, it was the first time I went to Olive Garden, or as I reflect, I affectionately refer to it as uh, Italian Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> the the waitress who ended up serving us also mm-hmm. served the table that was behind us and had the the misfortune of having two boomer couples in a row mm-hmm. uh, so the first couple at the time uh they did i think it was the i don't know if they still have the promo going on or if it's just like what they do they have it where you can uh do like a two two for one or a uh buy one take one meal so you buy sure. a meal in the restaurant and you get one to take home um mm-hmm. and the lady was being very particular about there being a certain amount of space between the food and the lid like and okay. and the <laughs> she didn't want to <laughs> smash on the lid i suppose which is yeah, a bit and, picky. Her cheese had melted styrofoam. But the but the but the thing is that, uh, as the waitress explained, they're a pre pre made pre portioned meal, so like that won't that won't happen. It's not like it's like you say, oh, give me give me a little bit extra cheese, and they like dump amount of cheese on it or something. It's Except just, when you do you the get what the, you get. the grind thing where they grind the cheese. I love going to Olive Garden because I make everyone... Not that I love cheese that much, but I like being like, just tell me when to stop, and I will sit there and never say to stop. And then I wait till someone at the table says someone to stop. Because I, I just like seeing how uncomfortable people get. You're an asshole. I was like, um, I think you should leave, Skit. So then that couple wrapped up their, their dinner. And then the uh, second couple started as we were in the middle of our meal. Um, And the wife gets her salad and she calls the waitress over to complain about the salad Mm -hmm. because the peppers in the salad were spoiled. Mm. And my fiance and her friend had the same exact salad. The peppers weren't spoiled. They were essentially like pepperoncinis where they're pickled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like just two, two picky couples right in a row. Um, there were a few other things that happened with that second couple too. So we all just like, all right, everyone bust out, bust out 20 extra dollars per tip. Let's go. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I always over tip. Um, mm-hmm. Having been a waiter, I really appreciated the money at the time. I was a poor college kid that like 
when I was doing this waiter thing, I was going to college, right? And that was an hour and a half drive one way. So, I, you know, it was three hours of driving a day. And this was two th- between 2006 and 2009. So we're talking when gas, gas was hit really expensive. $5 a gallon at the highest. Uh, I think the lowest I paid for gas during that time was probably in the $3 range per gallon. Um, so it was intense. So like all of my money usually went to gas, like mm. all of it. So getting larger tips helped quite a bit. Um, this was not in what I like to call the dark times of my video game days. I still was able to get some video games. The dark times is when I first got married and I only had a Wii and I got in a year one game a couple times. Like that was that was the dark times. Uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> um, I do ye- want to say the years of scarcity. I found the game on GOG. It is on sale that you were talking about, Sasha. But I think it's called The Forgotten City? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Wanted I to make I, sure I got I the right a similar, one. I had a similar slip up as Ace today. Forgotten, Forbidden. It sounds the same. Interesting. Yeah. Too many words flying around in my head. Well, yeah. I feel like it's sticking in my head as forbidden because there's so much shit you can't do. I can't tell you how hard it is to not steal gold in a chest every time I see it. That is why it is forbidden. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to open stuff and not take the gold? Oh, no. It, literally, the first thing that they task you to do is, he says, I'm going to give you free reign to go into everybody's houses and you can look in their stuff um, and you can stay as long as they don't ask you to leave. Mm. but it will tell you just like in like oblivion if it's if you can't take it it's it's red that's like a worse version of habeas corpus jesus look i i got to a point i was gonna say i argued with myself because i found a chest that had 2400 gold pieces in it and i'm like i think i'm gonna reset this timeline i think i'm gonna take it holy can you not only can you not only can you stay in their house you can rifle through their stuff yeah, well, <laughs> you're supposed to try to figure out who's going to break the golden rule, so. It's... Yeah. But yeah. It's good, but it's though. you. <laughs> yeah, it's me, and I. how I normally play all these games is I take anything that's not nailed down, so. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, um, a very uh, game near and dear to my heart, um, they do the same thing where it's like if it's red, you have a percent chance to steal. Um, but if you get caught, it's like, hey, you either fight. Like, it's not too different from Skyrim. Where it's like, hey, you pay a fine or whatever. Or they take all the stolen stuff. So it's not, not really that, uh, I don't know, un- unusual. But there is a point where, I guess, kind of like Skyrim. Because Skyrim, it's always like the guards could be a threat up until... You start getting a lot of stuff, and then it's like, okay, I just don't want to fight guards for 15 minutes. I just, I'm not going to handle it. Um, but I, I, I don't know about that. If there's anything internet videos of people reenacting or just doing their own interpretations of Skyrim guards, I, I don't think I have to worry about mm-hmm. Skyrim guards. Need something? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in, in Amalur... 
I feel it's a little more harsh because it's worldwide. So if you steal something from like the first town and you get to the end of the game and you get caught stealing, they will take your shit from the first town. Like they will just take it. And it's and it's funny because the guard takes it. It doesn't go back to the owner. It's on the guard if you kill the guard. <laughs> <laughs> like the more extreme version of this is going on your permanent record yeah yeah and it's just like and the guards are not like pushovers at the beginning they're like whatever level warriors in the game like it's like oh oh no (laughs) um yeah so i I am going to pick up the forgotten city though and it's going to go on the pile of of games i got to play because that looks really cool it is really cool. I think it's going to be a relatively quick run, so you should bump it up higher on your list. I am trying to like play a game on PlayStation, play a game on PC, and then I always have a Switch game going because you can play that portable uh, and and not. Um, but I will say, I the, the, the game I was alluding to earlier is a Pokemon-like game called Monster Crown that I recently picked up. Uh, my game store buddy picked up a physical copy for the store this is insane so i i don't did i talk about it last week i don't think i did think i think you brought it up a little bit but you hadn't you didn't give us a bunch of information i hadn't played it a lot until this week so um instead of having like fire and uh water and grass starters and types um it's like will relentlessness maliciousness um like sort of like emotions sort of sounds a little bit like ghost lords something like that yeah and you get your starter based on a personality test um so i got the unstable type which didn't feel super great about my personality test but um Anyways, and also their starters, quote-unquote, are not really unique starters. You can just find them in the world. You just are handed one to begin with. Um, something I learned today that was far more important than I thought it was going to be, but um, seems to be, like, the crux of the game is the breeding. And it's not like Pokemon, where it's like, hey, you know, like... We're breeding just to get the same Pokemon, but with better stats. You get whole new monsters. Any monster can breed with any monster. And it could possibly come up with a new monster. In fact, if you like how a monster looks, you can not only breed it with something, it will not only give it the better stats, it will change its typing. So it's like the equivalent of, I'm going to breed a Charmander and a Squirtle together so I can have a water Charmander is essentially how this goes. Nice. Um, and the breeding, like, there's a lot of unique monsters that come from crossbreeds. So, like, a lot of finding the monsters is breeding. Like, I didn't understand this until today, how integral the breeding was. Um, it's really cool. It's got this mechanic, too, called scouting, which is really cool. So, like, 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 uh, let's say Pokemon Yellow, Pikachu follows you everywhere, right? 
the first one in your party follows you everywhere, regardless of what it is. They'll they'll have the little sprite out there behind you. And keep in mind, this thing is like Pokemon red and green and blue ta like graphics. This isn't like a super graphical game, so don't expect too much out of it. Um, it is an indie, but um, you can have this mechanic where you send the monster you basically sicken and all the monsters by the way they're not like random encounters they're out in the world so you run into them to fight them and you can sick a monster on another monster where you like purposely let your monster charge out and if it kills it you can actually one shot it and it counts to have done doing the battle without going into the battle so you can farm mm -hmm. monsters by just sicking them and I getting items and gold and stuff like from doing that. It's actually got a lot of kind of neat mechanics um, mm -hmm. in, in that aspect. Of course, exploration, that kind of stuff. But it it is a little, I don't know. It's not as polished as Pokemon, obviously. I was a little, it, I was a little daunt, like a little offset by the whole breeding thing when I realized how large it was. I was like, oh, I was just expecting just to catch really cool monsters and like maybe get a couple that I liked and sort of roll with it. But now I have to breed everything. Oh, okay. So I, that kind of took me back a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if I want to play this anymore. Cause I don't know if I want to sit there hatching eggs and breeding all the time, but it's mm -hmm. in a fraction of the time it is in Pokemon. And it's actually, you can hold six eggs and they, they're like in a separate case outside of your party. And it's actually really easy to check base stats too and stuff. So it's just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm now a monster breeder, and yeah, that sounds way more convenient because I remember the uh, Pokemon Sun method of uh, freeing up your party, except uh, for one Pokemon, and then having five eggs, and then running up and down on the horse mm -hmm. on the path to hatch hatch eggs. One after you another had to, to get a shiny. You had to make sure it had a thing called warmth so that the eggs would hatch faster. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. This one, um, <laughs> it's a little crazy. You can actually breed it so that you can actually just change the color palette too. Like you can just transfer <laughs> the color palette as like a gene and you don't get to pick what, what transfers you just find like, okay, this one's this color. So I want to breed it down to like a certain way. I don't know how to do that yet, but like I have made a, a, a particular monster that I didn't want. I was doing this by accident, um, like four different colors. Now I was just trying to get better mm -hmm. stats on one of my monsters essentially. Oh yeah. And it counts generations too. So like, this is like a fourth generation bred monster, that kind of stuff. Nice. Like, it counts it up to five because, like, five, I guess, is the max that they matter. And it's it's weird. And there's also <laughs> a mix of permanent evolutions and non-permanent evolutions, like Digimon. Like, if you throw, like, equivalent of, like, a leaf stone on a monster in battle, it's temporary. But outside of battle, it's permanent. I'm like, why wouldn't you just do it permanently? Like, doesn't it make it better? I don't understand. It's just, there's a lot of mechanics in this game that I am still, like, I'm scratching the surface of it. There's, like, battle mechanics that I haven't really got a hold of yet. There's, like, it's a lot. It's a lot for this little indie game. And I'm, 
feel a little overwhelmed at times, but mm-hmm. yeah. And like I said, I finished Tales of Arise, and the next thing I'm working on is Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Seems pretty good so far. Nice. Bang. Uh, and Ace, you've been playing 3 Ultimate. 3 Ultimate, doing a lot of Animal Crossing as well, mm-hmm. since our, our family has gotten back into that. Uh, picked up the third copy of the game on Friday, along with my Christmas shopping, so now we can... I'll play together. Oh, at once. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, third, third Animal Crossing. Gotcha. Because when it first came out, I had gotten a physical copy, and then Andrea and Jack wanted to play as well. So between three switches, having one copy was not ideal. And yes. I ended up getting a digital copy for myself, and that was fine for a while. But then recently, <laughs> recently there became the urge to for everyone to start playing again. So the talks mm. sor- shortly thereafter began of getting the third and final copy. So we now all have it. Um, in addition to uh, pray for the gods, uh, another game that was on PC for a while has released on uh, PS five uh, Chernobylite. It's yeah, a uh, supernatural horror ish game. Uh, mm-hmm. that I'm looking to eventually get in play. Because I've always been fascinated by the Chernobyl disaster. Sure. I learned about it in my atomic training. Mm-hmm. And what not to do? Uh, how to prevent getting exposed, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Or, you know, don't... Don't stall your reactor for multiple hours. Uh, then... It's not like it's it's all precautionary. I'm I'm going to be doing yeah. nothing. No, along I along these lines. But like, I did have to get in a full like rad suit and have like special training of how to take it off and put it on in a contaminated area. So that was fun. Interesting. It's hot. Oh, it's really I've... hot. I would I would expect so. I mean. Do, do, would it would those have their own ventilation systems or is it just what it is? Like just does it, it has Yeah, so would it have like a respiratory mask then, I would assume? Mm, depending on what you're doing, yes or no. Sometimes no. Uh, uh, um I've recently been uh vicariously loosely rewatching the Chernobyl series through um this YouTube channel. Mm. There's a guy who's uh, actual like a nuclear physicist or like a engineer or something along those lines. So he's been going through the and talking series. about him. Yeah, and talking mm. about like different uh, exposure levels and what that would mean and like how <laughs> yeah how long we would saw... be long enough to be a lifetime dosage and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I learned all about dosage and, and that kind of stuff myself. And then we also saw pictures of like this is what happens if this chemical contacts your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I saw some radi- pretty gruesome stuff. Radiation is nasty when it involves destroying your fucking cells. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I was in that class, and then. Uh, someone did not pass. 
So we had to wait. That's unfortunate. I and would I would all... maybe think you'd want to pay attention and be sure you got everything right. Uh, to be honest, it's not because they weren't paying attention. It's because the tests they gave are... I understood them, but I can understand why you wouldn't. Because A, they're tricky questions on purpose. And mm-hmm. B, some of the questions were just messed up. Like, <laughs> not messed up as in, like, that's that's bad. As in, literally, the question was not a question. Like, I think one of them... <laughs> Because it's 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 digital, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of them, the question got switched with one of the answers. So the question was one of the answers, and the question was one of the answers. Like they flipped. <laughs> so did you? So did you select the question then? I did, <laughs> the and I was wrong. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure the answer is the one up top so i'll just pick the one where it would have been i was wrong so i was like i don't know what i should have done there that was like immediately like a, a grade off i was just like yeah. oh geez okay well i can only miss so much more before i get remediated <laughs> like it's not it was not a fun time mm-hmm. but yeah it was that was work this week so i did not actually play a lot most of my playing was like a couple hours here and there. Most of my playing actually was done yesterday. And then, uh, cause we didn't go yesterday and then some today. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, I don't think we have much else to say about the snow maps or anything. We kind of went through what we've been playing this week. So here in two weeks, we'll be going through our top five game of the year each. Um, games of 2021 because it will be january 1st the next time we talk on uh, on the podcast at least mm-hmm. and uh do we want to do honorable mention and dishonorable mention or do you guys want to stick to the five i'll try for a dishonorable i have an honorable mention already my, i have my list already to go okay okay Mine's mostly done. Um, I haven't dis- I haven't derived a dishonorable mention because we're not allowed to pick the one that we would have picked. We had a Bickering Bucks episode where we did Narita Boy. That game is terrible. I hated it. It was bad. We so you're did. saying you're you're not gonna buy one of the physical bundles you can get from Limited Run Games? No, don't. <laughs> Not that game, at least. Uh, the Monster Crown thing I got is physical in a limited run, uh, but that's only mm-hmm. the, that's how I discovered it. Uh, but yeah, no Naruto boy, no thank you. Um, I I even yeah, the title of that episode is not very kind to that game. I'm gonna fight. Yeah, they've, they've got. Uh... Crisis 1, 2, and 3 uh, remastered for Switch and I think PlayStation on their site right now and I've, I'm kind of tempted because I've never played those games but they, they've they looked interesting. Yeah, the name for our Naruto Boy episode is called Retrograding Fun. <laughs> yeah. 
So, all right. So, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys for coming on tonight. Um, if you want updates on the uh, podcast and other things we do at hundred sub pod on Twitter, be sure to join our discord. Um, we're also on Twitch, uh, at hundred of pod. Uh, thank you for watching. If you were doing so today and, uh, yeah. Um, ace at ace badger gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's always been. <laughs> I know. Have, I was just, it sounded like it was a question and I'm like, I know. I, I don't think I changed it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to play three ultimate with ace, he's been putting that up on Twitter, even though I missed it every night. Cause I was exhausted, mm-hmm. but yeah, next time, next time I'll just start tagging you in it relentlessly. Well, while we were time... talking here, I actually found my, I actually knew where it was, but I pulled up my cable so I can plug in my Wii U controller and mm-hmm. start charging it. Cause I do want to replay Metroid primes again at some point and they're on there. I hope as well mm-hmm. as fusion. But I know that three ultimates in the disc tray. I know that. I'm also I'm also very lightly tempted to uh, see if uh, try will work in the Wii U. It should. And eventually, and eventually do try. Yeah, I don't think you can do try though. The servers are shut down, so there's like actual content you cannot access. Well, just like the story. Maybe. Yeah, but, but you can't get to Alatrion, you can't get to... Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you've played it... If you played 3 Ultimate, you've played Try, though. It's the same stuff. I know. So why would you do But try? there's adding, adding games to the collection. It doesn't matter if I've already played it. I mean... I've got okay. Freedom Unite, but I also have Freedom 2. Okay, having it, I understand, but you're saying you want to play it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, eventually. Why? Okay. <laughs> Just because. And I do it with, like, the the Wii, Wii Remote and the Nunchuck, too. Just to, Boy, just that to is... really fuck myself over. That is, <laughs> that, is a, that is a way to play a game, I will tell you. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sasha, did you play a lot on the n- n- remote and Chuck for the Wii? No. My uh, husband played Manhunt on the Wii, which was uh, quite quite a show. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Was he, like, cutting through people with it and stuff? Yeah, and... there's yeah. there's a lot. A lot of uh, visceral motions with the... Yeah. Also watched him play I... Resident Evil 4 on the Wii, too. As enough, just watching him do that good mm-hmm. nice. I will say the first time I realized that it might be a problem is when I was playing Raymond's Raving Rabbids and you had to pump carrot juice um, that was a little rough because uh, you have to do as fast as you can and aim it in the rabbit's mouths and it is interesting <laughs> uh, quick up and down motions so when your friend's mom walks in and you're doing that, showing your friend, it's uh, it's a little awkward. Just a little. Well, that that's one to add to the 
internet compilation joke of people like washing dishes and doing vigorous motions with like the sponge on the plate and blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Along those lines. So yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we'll wrap it up there and uh, we'll see you in two weeks for our game of the year. Which I'm kind of glad it like laid out exactly like that. Like on the first. It's a good it was a good time. <laughs> I just gotta find a way to turn off the stream. Good night! Good night.